0: There's this ripper bloke called Knuckles, some call him the big knuck, spinning stories tall and true that'll make you say... Holy fuck! The cities to the outback on the highway or the farm crack a cold one with Knuckles and... Tell us a proper true yarn. Welcome back to the Proper True Yarn podcast, the show at which we extract the best and the wildest yarns from uh, the best people around the world. Uh, My name's Knuckles and in the studio today we have a... uh, Long-term mate of mine, Bubba Tilly. You might see him around the tracks, and uh, he, he's one of Australia's leading jockeys in the West, anyway. And uh, yeah, I've got Bubba here to uh, tell us the proper, true yarn, big dog. And, uh, oh, thanks for the tip last week too. Uh, oh no, come from Mitchy. You were just riding it, fucking unbelievable. Just smoked him home at uh, Brizzy. How you going, big fella? Yeah, no, it was a, it was a wild one. I think I got a, um, got a phone call from you when I was
1: in the prime of me life uh, in the spa, but. I had, like, like enough, I had Mitch there to, to throw a few banters at you and we were pretty confident that day and we went into it and
0: rode like the best horse of the race and sure enough, we um, got the chocolates. Got it done, mate. Yeah, it was unbelievable. We are up at Darwin and, yeah, it's fucking awesome. Mate, how did you become a jockey, bruh? So what, what was the pivotal point? you obviously, obviously not my weight. I'm, I'll never get to fucking that degree. But, you know, how, how did you uh, set yourself there? Well, I didn't really have a choice when you're when you're out of a Shetland Pony, buy a Shetland Pony.
1: Um, you got eight uncles that are, you know, born and bred to be jockeys. I swore black and blue when I was a kid I'll never, ever, ever be a jockey because my whole childhood was up at 6am, in the car by 7am, four hours to the races, mum and dad riding every Saturday, could never play sport, could never play cricket, all that, so I was just... Races, races, races was just drilled into us, or drilled into me for years. And um, I always said I wanted to be a truck driver. I wanted to cut cattle. I'd never wanted to be a jockey. And then Dad, one day, I think I turned 13. He goes, "Look, look what I made this week." And I think back them days, it was 140 a ride. And I think he had five rides and three winners, and he cleared 15, 1600 just for the day. And I said, "Oh, geez, how can I do that?" He goes, "Be a jockey." So I went over, got the pony, I said, I'm going to be a jockey, 13. I said, be a jockey. Put Got the old pony out, put the pad on it, rode around the track. I said, "Yeah, this is me. So we pushed and pushed and got myself a track work licence early, started riding track work for a bloke out in Charlotte by the name of Berger Johnson. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wild man. Wild, wild man. He um, put me on my first racehorse. I rode it before school, went to school. I thought, how good's this? Anyway, I did a stint in Toowoomba, learned all the ropes, come home and I said, yep, yeah, I want to do it. And mum and dad both sat down and said, well, we want you to do an apprenticeship before you start becoming a jockey because you can't be a jockey for your whole life. And I said, oh, fair enough. So i became become a plumber. Yeah, right. Yeah, learned, learned that shit runs downhill and payday was Thursday. Didn't do much. Got paid. Don't chew your fingernails. Nah, don't, well, <laughs> don't chew your fingernails. We've um, done that for three years and I said, nah, can't do this turn 18 i said i'm out become a jockey and haven't looked back from the day i turned 18 i've been riding these nags around the circle for the last 11 years and fuck yeah hopefully another 11 years in me
0: definitely mate what's the uh, what's the highest odds horse that you've ever ever got home you know the biggest raffee you fucking jammed and just just got there
1: i've actually uh, got 300 to 1 shots home Yeah, right. There's been three in my career. One was 101, one was 114 and one was 115. Fucking hell. And um, one was for a good friend of mine, Craig Smith. Um, This horse was out of form. It was a family-owned horse. Him and his kids owned it. You weren't allowed to hit it. That was the only thing. If you hit it with a whip, it used to stop. And it was uh, at Dolby um, yeah, somehow couldn't hit it. I was desperate. I was in a photo finish and last 50 I pulled a stick (laughs) and I just couldn't help myself and end up winning. Yeah, $101. That's unbelievable. And uh, five people backed it. Yeah, right. Five people. I had five messages saying we backed yours. We backed that one. And um, a lot of times it never happens in your career. No. And um, that was one of the times. And the other time I beat a odds on favourite in Cairns on the Cairns Cup day and... It was one hundred and fourteen dollars, and there was a lot of punters unhappy because I, <laughs> I beat the
0: I beat the dollar twenty favorite, and they were,
1: yeah, I've been abused a few times, and that was one of the times.
0: Yeah, yeah, nice. What other yarns you got to us, mate? You've 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 been around a bit, and you know a few critters that I know that are fucking wild men and wild women. So, uh, drop us a proper tree yarn. Mate, I'm only twenty eight. and I reckon I've lived a full life
1: already, and uh, I started my life out. With the Aherns and the Bakers, that's just two two people you should not breed and sure enough, my cousin Cassandra married a Luca Hearn and they've got critters and I've been with them for a long time and it all started back in, you know, late 1990, early 2000, started doing rodeos and started learning the ropes, I should say. <laughs> <laughs> back then I was, only, I was only a pup, I was only young. Started going to radio, seeing things I shouldn't see, doing things I shouldn't do. First few years were quiet. Then I turned about 13. Couldn't see over the steering wheel, but Sean Ahern, greatest, greatest story of life. We're going to Windora. I was about 14. He got a pillow out of the out of his swag and he puts it on the, on the seat. I said, What are you doing? He goes, I'm not driving, I'm drinking, you're driving. Couldn't see over the steering wheel, so we set the steering wheel up so I can see between the dash and the steering wheel. He goes, don't go over 80. So I'm cruising along and you know yourself, back in them days, the old Ward Bridge was only big enough to fit a car across, <laughs> just, just big enough. And I'm there poking along doing 80, thinking I was King Kong and got to this bridge, only 15k to Charlotte, and I just started sweating. I said, what do I do? <laughs> he said, looked at me and he goes, you're the driver, you drive. Now the first time I ever drove a car was to Windora Rodeo when I was 13. Unbelievable, eh? Like you would not do that these days?
0: No fucking way. Not
1: these days, but
0: I was, mate, I, I was probably the same. Old Johnny Richard, he used to camel man. he was bad. We'd we'd leave somewhere. Towns show and we'd leave and he'd go. He'd always have to be home and he was the worst for falling asleep. Like I'd do countless times just holding the steering wheel while he was half asleep and yeah, he just he said, Nah, now's the time, mate, you gotta go. And yeah, then you learn you learn to drive when your buddy you get a big truckload of camels on behind you and they're up and down and road trains and mate, yeah. But like you said, you couldn't do it back then, but you could do it. Yeah, sort of. Ex-
1: exactly. Like um when I when I first got me like I would have been nearly nearly fourteen, I got my track work license and this is the first time I ever drove and I thought I was the best. That and you know what? These iPhones, I'm so glad these are Around now, not back in them days.
0: Oh, definitely.
1: We had the old Nokia's or the old LG flip phones where you had to delete a video or a photo to take another video, mate. We would have gotten so much trouble if these old iPhones were around back in them days. But we, um, yeah, I just got thrown in the deep end. The best way, got yeah, thrown
0: the deep end. Definitely. No, I don't know. I think no matter what you're doing in life, if um, you're thrown in the deep end, and it's the only way that you sink or swim. That's the best way, you know. So. Yeah, it's hundred percent fucking irrelevant. I believe to you know to grow as a person, yeah, you got to fucking do the hard yards and fucking have a go.
1: Yeah, no, well, good mate of mine, best mate actually. Um, every story is going to start with Billy and I, and it was Billy and I. I think I was thirteen and he was he was eleven, and if it wasn't him and I, it wasn't anyone else. And yeah, sure enough, Sean, in this old, beat up, Nissan Navara, was the first car I drove on the road. And,
0: yeah, you know, got it done. Got it
1: done. <laughs> yeah. Needed needed a tetanus shot to get in it, but
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah it
1: nice. Good old good old days. Good old.
0: What else you got for us, Baba?
1: Mate, I'll just kick off just from back in them days. Not much after that. Um, you know yourself, old Mitchell Rodeo used to do a good New Year's,
0: massive,
1: massive New Year's, and sure enough, the your were well, they're still massive in in rodeos, big in stock. We, uh, we went down a week early with the bulls because it was raining, so we had to get out of Yolara, the rivers were rising. So we threw them on the truck on the semi. Down we go to Mitchell a week early before New Year's, Christmas time. I was 14, 14 and a bit, you know. Mum still believes to this day that I never drunk until that till the day I turned 18. Little does she know I was um, piss head from the day I was I got in the car. <laughs> but the first rule I learned on tour... What happens on tour stays on tour. Definitely. So um, I was pretty good at that. And um, we bought this morph suit. You remember the old morph suits, the old body <laughs> suits? Yeah. <laughs> we are in the morph suits. Oh, probably would have been around the 28th, 29th of December, riding around. I got a brand new KLX 250 for me birthday. And lucky old TJ wasn't around. He probably would have handcuffed <laughs> me. We used to get drunk and I was, me and Cameron Taylor, riding around town on this brand new KLX and I'm in a morph suit and the looks we got from truck drivers and I was hiding in the bushes and stepping out and scaring cars and, mate, I don't know how someone didn't crash or someone didn't have a heart attack but, yeah, the old Mitchell Mitchell Rodeo, we'd spend a week there and break it into the old um, artesian spas at 1 o'clock in the morning when the pub shut, 44 degrees, swimming through that and, you know, just things before security cameras, before your iPhones, like the the times you cherish, I reckon.
0: Harmless fun, but harmless fun. Yeah, you know, uh, you're not you're not stealing anything, you're not doing anything, you're not, you know, you are just having good, harmless bush fun. Exactly. We used to break we used to break into places, but <laughs> yeah. we wouldn't smash things.
1: Yeah, that's right. Like You'd... the pool. We'd jump in, go for a swim. That's right. Have fun and leave it as we as we found it, you know? Like these days, people are trying to break windows and trying to steal things. We were just happy to Go for a swim.
0: Yeah, just get in there,
1: yeah. One o'clock in the morning, just go for a swim, you know. Especially the old uh, artesian spas in Mitchell was the best best place. They, I mean, are they still running, bub? They are, actually. Um The artesian spas have actually bloomed out that way. St George has got one, Maury's got one. The um, old dinosaur water. Old dinosaur water. Yeah. You walk in, you're like, oh, Jesus, this smells like rotten eggs, but you still got in
0: it. <laughs> yeah, definitely, yeah. I understand. Still got in it. It's a uh, super super good for you though. They say like fairly so. <laughs> Fuck away. That's what I was told. It was, it was meant to give you some health benefits.
1: I like um, when you take friends out there on school holidays or something. They're like, oh, Jesus, this water smells good. It uh, smells bad. And You're like, nothing wrong with it. <laughs> yeah. What's wrong with
0: it? Been drinking it for years.
1: Yeah. Bought, born and bred on the bore water. <laughs> we don't get rainwater out here. We don't rain enough. <laughs>
0: Yeah, tell us the proper true yarn, Bubba.
1: Proper true yarn. I um I was
0: almost 17. I,
1: I I went from the rodeos, I was going real good in rodeos. Um, you know, I learned from the best, Tom McWaters, Ash Burns, and Luca Hearn, like three of the best. I was going real good in rodeos and um won a few I was winning everything. Everything I got on, I was winning. And I remember one day there I um I fell off a motorbike at at Brad Ahern's. Hit an ant bed, went over the handlebars and snapped me right wrist, I was in a, in a you know, brace or plaster back in them days and
0: went to a rodeo at Aedoval, the good old our Rodeo. You What's know. the population our for anyone that doesn't know where Adeval is? Adeval, uh it depends. Are we are we are we doing a big circle of the Adeval <laughs> community
1: or just, just, just the, the town. Just the town. <laughs> I think um I think Trent Everett had a a kid the other day, so it was going to 10.
0: Yeah, (laughs) she's a big joint. She's a big joint. There's
1: a pub, that is also the fuel station, there's also the post office.
0: And the police station. That's next door. Yeah.
1: So it wasn't wasn't far to get arrested to go to the police station. (laughs) So, no, that's all there is there. And if the Everetts weren't there, there wouldn't be anyone there. Yeah, she'd be dead. She'd be dead. No, but... I remember I broke my wrist and I went out there and them three blokes said, oh, you're soft. If you can't ride with a broken hand, you're not going to make it as a ball rider. I'm, I'm left-handed as I ride balls. And I said, you know, got to me. This was on Friday night. It got to me. I said, am I, am I soft? Am I? Anyway, I said, no, I'm not soft. I'm hard. Like, no, they're not going to get to me. So sure enough, I said, fine, right, I'll get on. End up winning it.
0: Yeah, right. And,
1: then, you know what? It was just a bit of motivation. It was, just, it was in my head. The doctor said, You can't do this, you can't do that. And then, boy, said, If you can't ride with a broken right hand because you're left handed, you know, it's a free hand. Yeah. You're soft. So, anyway, got got me.
0: Got the chocolates. Got,
1: it got to me. I said, And I got the chocolates. And I was like, You know what? Can't let them blokes say I'm soft. Got to prove myself.
0: Fucking <laughs> AFE. <laughs> yeah. And I think that um, mental adversity, mate, fucking, probably in what you're doing now. And cross the line as a, even as a human being. Like if you if you can overcome something like that, mate, you can attack anything. Yeah. Well, I lived in
1: Rocky there for a bit. Same thing. I left Rocky and come to Brisbane, and a trainer up there said to me, "You'd be no one in Brisbane. You should stay here." I said, "No, nah, there's nothing here. You know, Rocky's nothing here. Too far to travel. Not enough races. You'd be no one in Brisbane. You'd be driving the charleville on Kalamullah and Longreach every weekend to ride." And in, you know yourself, Rock is a long drive, and that, that played in my head <laughs> the whole way home. I said, I'm going to prove this bloke wrong. The next four years, I rode 86 winners, 87 winners, 94 winners, and 96 winners the next next four seasons in a row, just to prove him. I couldn't crack the hundred. And I'm still trying to crack that hundred. But I proved him wrong, and I seen him probably two years later. And I said, You still take back that comment? He just shook his head and said, Motivation. I, I motivated you. I said, No. I, <laughs> I said no, you didn't. I said you thought you were right. You thought you were being smart, and
0: yeah, here I am, bang, getting it done. Three Rocky Cups. Then thank you very much too uh, for that little performance you put on last Rocky Cup, mate. Holy fuck! No, I've had not a bad pony. That bastard. No, I've had a lot of success. A ten thousand dollar horse. I bet you couldn't buy
1: one like him again. Oh, ten thousand and nine hundred and thirty thousand in the bank, without punting. Without well, yeah, well, <laughs> they actually um. Actually had him sold as a two-year-old for one point two million. Yeah, right. And um Mr. White, very well known caterman up up in the Rocky area, said he didn't want to sell him, he just sold his property for eleven million. He said, I don't I don't need the money, I'm I'm the wrong side of 70. He said I want to keep him. And you know what? He kept him. He's won eighteen races from
0: fifty-six starts and two Rockhampton Cups. Unbelievable, mate, eh? it just shows like he would have got more out of watching that horse and the and the ride with that horse, then he would have gotten a million for him, you know.
1: Exactly. He's actually um the horse has won, I think I think I can a one point one five million with cutis and first and the prize money. God, oh, fucking Jesus. So um I'm on him again in Townsville and um hopefully can go again next year in the Rocky Cup. Mate, fucking How old is that pony? Pony's only seven.
0: Oh yeah he's got a bit in him. He's, Still, got he's, big, got, he's got a big motor.
1: He's got one more year, I told him. Yeah. Because I said to him, I said, that horse is coming to living at my place. Yeah. When he retires, I was the first one to ride him and I'm going to be the last one to ride him. Yeah. So he's definitely coming living at my place. I don't care what anyone says. I'll beg, borrow, steal, stab, bash, <laughs> he'll be on my float. Yeah, nice. Talking about that horse, Um, last year when I first won the Rocky Cup, it was um Rocky Cup falls into a good time. Yeah, the Rocky Cup on the Saturday, Origin on the uh, Wednesday, and a best mate of mine, Kurt Katewell, was in Origin camp, and um, my partner and I, she was a, a jockey at the time, Alex, were up there, and Kurt rings me and said, "You got a tip for me? You got a tip for me? Me and Munster's gonna we're gonna have a bet today." You know, we're sitting around because that was when they're in the bubble that you know they couldn't leave. Oh, yeah, they couldn't leave the Gold Coast here. They're in a bubble anyway. And, and did did. Must have COVID at that time he, too. Yeah, he had COVID. So so he wasn't allowed to leave his apartment, which Kurt's balconies and his balconies were, were a metre apart. So they sat out on the balcony.
0: At 1.5 metres. Oh, I wouldn't like to jump it. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely
1: 1.5. And um, anyway, I said to Kurt, I said, this horse won't get beat. Two weeks prior, it carried 65 kilos with me on it at Rocky. Jump, cross, lead. And absolutely blitzed him. And I declared it from then. I said, this horse will not get beat. He's dropping back to 59 kilos from 65 and a half. So it won't get beat. Anyway, I've won it. Forgot about tipping the horse to him. I said, I oh, forgot all about it. And I said, I got out of the races and, of course, when you win a big race, being a little person like me, your phone's just blowing up, like <laughs> blowing up, blowing up. I got this message from Capes and he's like, thanks, bra," with the video. And it was Munster and he's, he's two metres away from Kurt and he's yelling, yeah, Bubba Tilly, the Rocky Cup king, yes, beauty. And he's <laughs> cheering us. I messaged back, I was like, guess she's won. And then all I got back was, we owe you, you don't owe us nothing. <laughs> so um, I still never asked how much but um, same thing this year. I went and played golf with Kurt, I think it was a week of Rocky Cup and I said, mate, I'll go back to back. I said, last week he carried 67 kilos and just got beat. I said, this horse won't get beat. Ten dollars. Kurt forgot. He was injured at the time, forgot about it. I rung him, it was his birthday. I rung him, FaceTimed him, and all I got was, I didn't fucking back it. <laughs> and I was sitting, I was sitting in the Qantas Lounge in Rocky with this trophy. He goes, How much did I miss? I said, eleven dollars. And he shook his head and just hung the phone up. <laughs> But, no, nah, he's, he's a good horse. He's probably the best horse I've sat on.
0: Yeah. And it, it, that's amazing that you can have a connection with – ride as many horses as you fucking ride on, on the, even on the daily and have a connection with a horse like that, mate. That's, that's unbelievable. It's fucking awesome. He's a hard horse to ride. Um, if you watch him, he's not. But
1: he's a difficult horse. Like, every horse is different. You know yourself.
0: Yeah.
1: We've only got – we've got three minutes to get on a horse – to know the horse before the race, yeah. Like we can we can read all about him, we can look at the forms, we can watch the replays. If I haven't sat on a horse, we got three minutes when we leave the enclosure to when we jump. Like you got to learn quick and smart. And with him, I don't have to do nothing. Yep. If he if I get on him and he's playing up and being a lunatic, which he always does when he's feeling well, my job's done.
0: Life's good. Life's good. Now yeah, Just remember, guys. Call out, it's my shout. And keep left unless fucking overtaken. Oh, yeah.